Welcome back to The Created Economy. It's our weekly news show on everything happening in the creator economy. We bring you a roundup of the latest news, commentary, interviews, and deep dives on key topics in the creator economy itself and all the players involved. We do go live on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can find out more over at created.show, the official show page. In case you're listening, we do stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Clubhouse and Twitter spaces simultaneously. So pick your poison, whatever's best for you. We encourage you to pick that channel and get over there. Uh, we do run this show in an interactive manner. So you have the opportunity to participate a number of different times throughout the uh, uh, the recording. So feel free to raise your hand, send us comments and DMs, and we'll try to bring you up as best we can. We do also keep longer form content um, and notes, show notes, transcriptions, etc., over at createdeconomy.com. So feel free to head over to there as well. Uh, Ken, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, every time I hear that, I see that countdown and that music, it feels super dramatic, right? And it's like, I'm like, wow, like this is like some, we need something like a breaking news. Like you have that weird dream, like where you hear the countdown music and you're like, oh my God, it's, I'm supposed to be on the show. Yeah, it's very triggering. Right? It's like, oh my God, what's going on? But it's good. And by the way, I'm going to get this, Get I have something to, to, to tell you and I want to get it off my chest right now. I mean- like, congratulations on having your company, Zealous, uh, be named one of the top five companies, startups to watch in Colorado, right, uh, this year. You know, that's that's amazing. Much. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it, it has been a hard work, hard bit of effort. Uh, Peter and I have been hard at work at trying to, you know, sort out everything that we need to sort out. Uh, but we're making good progress. We will be running the entire show, by the way, on Zealous soon. But you will be able to join us and try Zealous out for yourself uh, in about an hour when we do our after show. So I do appreciate that. And I appreciate our friend Cassidy, uh, the reporter over at Built in Colorado, who did cover us um, and think about us for that article. So why don't we dive into it, Ken? Because we have like way too much news today, um, like, like a ridiculous amount. Uh, so welcome back to episode eight. Uh, it's July 14th. We are happy to be here. Um Okay, there we go. Uh, by the way, we do. Uh, Ken has already prepared tweets and links to everything that we're going to mention today. So if you want to follow along, we're over on Twitter at Created Economy. Uh, that's a chance to get access to all these links in real time, give them a read, um, and also can follow up. But if you want to follow it up later, you can do so as well. Um, so let's dive right into it. Uh, let's head over to the news. And what do we got today? We got some Facebook news. Ken, I think this is you. Oh, yeah. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I mean, look, this is. Earlier this week, the New York Times came out with this article about how Facebook's trying to woo creators and influencers onto their platforms. Uh, they're trying to uh, remain competitive against uh, YouTube and TikTok. And in previous episodes, we've talked about how Facebook's kind of gone really hog wild in terms of releasing products and holding events to to show that, hey, we could, you know, Facebook and Instagram can be a viable platform for them. Earlier today or this morning, actually, Mark Zuckerberg announced that Facebook was going to put forth a, a $1 billion uh, investment into creators, which means that in, in the next two years, they're going to reward creators who use their platforms. So basically it's bribery, right? It's $1 billion bribery to, to creators to use them. And, you know, this is, this is all in, you know, who knows where this is going to go, right? You know, they've tried this with uh, media and publishers and everything like that to get them to use live video. And that kind of, you know, fell by the wayside. Uh, now they're trying to get creators to do this, and this is not just for any any specific type of creator. This is every, like all all a, gen, a general audience of creators, right? 
and it's specific it's things. No, because two, it sounds like a lot of money. It's a billion dollars, obviously, so it's not a trivial amount of money, but it's five hundred million dollars a year. There's a lot of people on Facebook, right? So that's going to get spread out pretty widely, my guess, um, pretty quickly. But this is pocket change for 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 Facebook. When you think about how much other companies have spent, like somebody uh, somebody actually pointed out on Twitter right after the, this announcement happened that YouTube in just three years put out it paid out thirty billion dollars, right? So compare like <laughs> Facebook has this huge market cap, a, a lot of money on hand, and they're putting in and a billion dollars right now. I think this is kind of like yeah. the starting point for, for Zuckerberg for everything. A billion dollars for education, billion dollars for whatever, and a billion dollars for creators. Uh, you know, it's a good step starting uh, uh, starting point for, for Facebook, but it, they clearly have a long way to go. Yep. Um, I just realized, Ken, did I? Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll let you do your clubhouse news and I need to check something. <laughs> what? Um, all right, so next up, um, we will see how this plays out, but the wars are on for sure, right? Uh, we do have some Clubhouse news, so I think this is yours. Absolutely. So now we're talking about Clubhouse, which you almost, ba which you basically ruined at the start of the show. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, no one heard that part. <laughs> but so here are two exciting things that are coming. So in the battle for social, social audio supremacy, I'm not actually sure if that's a thing, but I'm going to make it a thing. Uh, you're going to now have exclusive sh uh, shows on on Clubhouse, and and this is basically like exclusive podcasts. And it's not surprising to see these type of uh, uh, special deals being being made. Uh, Twitter has the NFL uh, now. Clubhouse has has TED Talks, so you're going to see TED Chats. Actually, these are more like you know rooms that are dedicated around TED Talks uh, that are going to be available on Clubhouse. But I think what everyone really wants, and it was probably not really a surprise is that now you can slide into people's DMs, uh, direct messages on Clubhouse without having to go elsewhere, right? So previously when Clubhouse launched, if, you know, if, Greg, you're, you're, you're someone that's, that's hosted rooms on Clubhouse, you know, if people wanted to message you, they'd have to go to your Twitter or Instagram or somewhere else, right? Now, you know, that they cut, uh, Clubhouse has cut through the, all the bull and now you're able to just, you know, ping people directly. So those that are on Clubhouse now listening to us, if they want to have ask us any questions, you know, or, or have something to say, and, and they're, not, they're not able to come on stage, they could just ping you or I and uh, get get their message across. Mm. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I've used it. I'm not blown away, but I guess it, you know, it's it's there. I guess I'm just now used to doing DMs. Um, I guess it's better that it is there, but who knows, right? We'll we'll see how this works out in the long run. Uh, there was some stuff, some Substack news as well. Um, uh, I don't really know why people are so blown away by this, actually, to be frank. Um, but Substack is basically offering a, a free mini course. I think it's like six lessons or, or something like that to teach, um, you know, new and early Substack users how to basically get to their first thousand dollars. Can they help actually get you to your first thousand dollars? I doubt it. Um, you know, like I, I don't think the program is going to yield directly this result. It, you know, there are best practices, but um, I still believe that, you know, we have not fully unlocked the TAM of the sort of creator economy and especially the fan economy. And so I just don't think there's an infinite number of dollars to keep spreading and cutting um, for everyone to be generating a thousand dollars quite yet. Um, you know, certainly not for newsletters. Um, I, so I think there's just a, there's a huge discovery ramp here, but a lot of people are excited to see it. I guess, um, you know, they're looking for ways to differentiate. They're looking for ways to sort of drive through and I guess, you know, considering with review and uh, 
and what's the thing, Bolton that Facebook has? Bolton, now? yep. Yeah, right. I guess you know they're they're looking for ways. Now, look, I, I'm happy that they're doing this. Um, they also have a fund where they do invest in creators, so they're they're experimenting, and I appreciate that, and I think that's great. Um, but a course on how to get to your first thousand? Okay, cool. Like, I guess sure. Why not? Um, I'm just not. I'm not really sure. Like that because you have a course means you actually get people to their first thousand dollars in any meaningful time frame. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a, a very complex situation because it's, it's more about the content, right? It's like, but I think it's, it's helpful for Substack to have these type of tutorials to get people acclimated to what you can do and how creative you can be on, on a platform as opposed to, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. It's like, oh, here's how you do an email newsletter, right? You know, mm -hmm. the interface, the, the, the features are pretty standard. Uh, you know, and, and basically at the end of the day, it all comes to what's in your mind that you want to get across and what is your angle, what is your perspective. But I think, you know, when you, if you're trying to make it a business, you know, I think Substack's like, Hey, we look, we, we're not just going to be like a MailChimp or vertical response or anything like that, where you can just easily create stuff. You know, yeah. this, there's an art form to this and they're going to, they want to, uh, level it up a bit. But I agree. It's we'll see how good. It's a it's a high order. Yeah, it's a high order, right? I mean, like a thousand dollars a month is like you know at a at a five dollars, right? That's like what 200, 200 subscribers. It takes a long time to get like subscribers for yeah. uh, uh, paying subscribers for a newsletter. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I wish them the best, though, and I wish obviously I wish all the creators the best in in, in achieving that goal. So I hope they find something special in there. Uh, we had some new YouTube news as well, Ken. This one I think was one of yours. Yeah. This, I mean, this is a, this is a fun one, right? And, and uh, a former colleague of mine at VentureBeat, Jordan Yvette, who's now at CNBC, he, he wrote this story up uh, covering these YouTubers uh, who, some who, some of whom are actual Microsoft employees act, act like current Microsoft employees are going out and making tutorials about Microsoft's own software and have, and, and actually uh, amassing huge subscriber accounts, way more than the official company channel, right? So this is this is pretty pretty fascinating to see. Like, you could have your your homegrown uh, influencers, right? And and this is how they can help uh, evangelize your product, right? And Microsoft has been pretty supportive of this, right? And they're not saying like, oh no, uh, you know. Ken, you can't do this. You know, you gotta, you can't write, do this tutorial around PowerPoint or Excel or anything like that. You, you got to do this. And I think it's, it's great that they're encouraging this, that they're embracing this, especially since Microsoft is being used by a majority of, of com computers. It yeah. is, is installed on a bunch of computers around the world, and so this kind of really helps to get, helps spread the, the, the education and the awareness of, of this, yeah. of the software. So it, it's, this is pretty fun. Um, I don't think it's a, it doesn't yeah. surprise me though. I mean, you know, it's like sort of like everything by anybody other than the company is still more believable than something by people at the company, right? Yeah. But I think it's also in and in in, in, in in an act of revenge against you. Uh, I'm going to spoil <laughs> <laughs> this. This is this is tied. You know, the fact that these are some of these are active uh, Microsoft employees that are doing this. You know, this this kind of raises up the the point of like having hiring creators in-house, right? So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm well, sure we'll good. be talking about more, that more. More opportunities for employment, by the yep. way. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, I'm clicking the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, there were a number of different uh, thought leadership posts uh, from the community, and I want to share or shine a light on some of them. Our, our old friend uh, and past guest, Neil Robertson from Influence.co, had an interesting uh, piece in his latest newsletter about creator advertising. And I'm actually surprised that we don't see more creators running ads for themselves. 
to market their channels. I had previously heard about and seeing creators using it sometimes to boost um, performance for specific deals that they were doing. Maybe they need to get meet some sort of thresholds or performance benchmarks. Um, but I do think, um, you know, what Neil points out is that he's actually been starting to discover uh, actual creator, creators just running ads and buying billboards, like literally promoting their own channels. And it makes perfect sense. You are a business uh, at some point and, you know, that, that a business can benefit from advertising. Um, there was another great post over on um, Mirror about NFTs and the meme economy. And I think like um, and NFTs in particular, uh, sorry, memes in particular, I do think represent an interesting category. Uh, you know, it was an area where they, these um, were the kinds of things that tended to grow large um, and, and have mass distribution, but no one, the creator of those memes never sort of benefited from this. So I thought it was just an interesting analysis diving into some of the opportunities for uh, meme generators, meme creators to actually be able to create and publish some of these, uh, uh, to, to lock up some of their content inside of uh, NFTs uh, so that they could benefit from it. And I think that there's an interesting opportunity there for more um, behavior like this. Uh, we've also seen in the past couple of like some of the older videos, like uh, Charlie bit my finger and some of these other things being taken down and packaged up as NFTs uh, after they've kind of run their course on YouTube and things like that. So um, a lot of interesting stuff here. I think the, this is probably one of the more useful cases of NFTs that I can imagine. Um, and I think it, it, it's somewhat affordable and it seems to speak to, I think, some of the strengths of that model. Um, on to creator economics. Uh, who's first? This is you. This is me. Yes. Uh, so if you're if you've been on social media at all, you might have come across uh, the the channel Nas Daily, right? And this is the, the founder of that has actually formed his own academy, um, and they've they've held this an annual event actually uh, a few weeks ago, uh, where they invite creators and to to learn about how to you know to to do the create to create more content. And so this time they've raised uh, eleven million dollars. Uh, I believe from Sequoia and Andreessen Horowitz. I believe I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that one. I have to I, I got to check that again. Uh, but the the point is that they're raising they're building out a masterclass uh, a course that's basically allowing creators to pass off their knowledge to other creators. So it's very much in uh, an inception type of type of motif, right? Uh, so uh, this is I know we've been talking about this last week, uh, Greg. You raised up a, 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 an article I think from the information about how creators are creating their own classes or startups are creating these, these creator courses, this kind of falls in line with that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Tremendous opportunities. I think I, I will be curious to understand um, what types of classes these are. Like, are they, um, and I'm guessing there's, there's multiple levels here, but you know, um, there, there's a lot of interest it seems right now in people be, just making courses and classes about how to be a creator uh, and then, of course, there's the expertise from your own domain. So it will be very interesting to see um, what kinds of classes do come out of this ecosystem. Amazing, though. Uh, it's a lot of money. Um, this one, I think, is yours as well, Ken. Absolutely. And I think this is the last one for me. And then the rest, last two are yours. Uh, so a little bit of a nice little profile from uh, Protocol uh, from David Pierce around Pinterest. Now, those that use Pinterest may not necessarily think of it as the creator economy, as part of the creator economy, but it actually wants to be a part of it, and it could be a dominant force in there. Uh, now, a lot of the those, it's not your like what you're like live streaming or or Instagram posts or anything like that, uh, but it's more with ideas and actually creating stuff. And uh, what they've done is they created this uh, a specific type of pin, which originally was called the story pin, but stories is not really what you do. On, on Pinterest, so they created what they they renamed it Idea Pin, 
And if you've used how, like uh, like home design apps like House or anything like that, where you kind of draw inspiration about you know how you might want to decorate or anything like that, this is the that's the intent of what Pinterest wants to do. Uh, and they've started to branch off. It started to enhance their their platform and add more features to kind of really help creators take advantage of to, to showcase things like uh, like what you're seeing here, like makeup, whether it's uh, home design or anything like that. Um, and I, I, I say don't sleep on it. And I'm kind of, I really hope that we could have someone from Pinterest uh, join us on, on the show in the future to really talk about this because I think it's really worth diving into. I'm sure they will be here uh, sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will make it happen. Don't worry. All right. So, you know, uh, Taylor had a, had a busy week. I believe it was in this article from Taylor also. Yeah. Yes. That Taylor. Yep. Uh, so Taylor Renz, uh, had an article just, I think, you know, sort of touching on a theme that we talked, we covered sort of a couple of times in the past. Um, but just that, you know, there is a gold rush going on for the creator economy. And I think one of the things that she does point out in this article though, is really about, um, I think speaking more towards sort of the creator tech side, which is really building the tooling to enable creators. Um, whereas I think I've seen commentary and other people make note that not as much of that money is actually being invested in creators, right? Um, and so it's an interesting distinction there. But I, you know, I'm curious. You know, um, I, I hope this space continues to grow. Obviously, uh, you know, as someone who's likely to be out raising money in the space as well. But at the same time, you know, I, you know, I don't know how much saturation a market the space can take, right? And so uh, it, it will be interesting to see how the next three, six months play out if, if the fervor is still there or if, we, if it uh, dies down at all. Uh, but I do encourage everyone, to, if you have a chance, to take a read of this article as well, because she does outline a lot of the parts going on in the ecosystem and some of the bets that have already been made. And um, related, uh, you know, there was an article over on the information about creator-related job postings spiking. And so interestingly enough, uh, creator relations and all these other roles are interfacing, interacting with creators, uh, also potentially being creator, a creator inside of some of these large companies. Um, we're popping up all over the place. And so there's a pretty decent amount of growth, um, not just as creators or in creator tech, but also in the roles and the other supporting uh, functions around the space. So I think um, this is a part of the space, uh, the creator economy that gets overlooked often, but there's a massive amount of support staff and employees and contractors that are actually also engaged. Uh, and, and it's easy to maybe take that for granted. So um, I'm happy to see that this is, uh, you know, happening uh, more and more as well. So uh, in case you uh, missed this link, we have so many links, by the way. Uh, this week, we had like <clears throat> maybe 20 or 30 articles that we couldn't get to. Ken does curate a board um, over at Flipboard slash at Created Economy, if you want to check that out. Uh, all the links that we consider or think about in the course of a week, we put them over there, even if we can't cover them during our first part of the show. Uh, but certainly we encourage you to take a look at them. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, follow us on Twitter because we share all those links out in real time as well. So we're about to uh, move on to the next part, but this is your chance, by the way, the first opportunity. If you want to speak up, if you have a question, you have a comment, feel free to raise your hand, come on up. Uh, post your comment in the comment section over there. And we'd love to have you come in uh, and share a little thought or two with us about some of the news that we just shared. I think we have a couple of people in clubhouse going here from clubhouse. Yeah. Hi everyone. Oh, they're still coming on up. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Any thoughts on the news uh, from, th from this week? Any articles or pieces stand out? Yeah, hi everyone. 
Hello. Hi. Any questions? Any thoughts on today's on the news from this week? Since I'm new to this group, um, could you please tell me more about the created economy? Ah, okay. Sorry. Now is not the time for that. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll have to do that later. Um, thank you. Uh, but we're going to move everyone back to the audience so we can just jump into our interview. And uh, I'm going to add you in now. Welcome, welcome. All right. Now, I know you said this the last time we were on. We were actually on a stream together. And I forgot how to pronounce it. I want to make sure I don't pronounce <laughs> your name wrong. It's Nicolina. Nicolina. Okay. Because mm -hmm. for some reason, I was like, wait, maybe it's a niche and I might be saying it wrong. All right. But I was like, <laughs> no, let me just get it right. Okay. Nicolina. Awesome. Yep. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you again. Absolutely. Um, and Hello. so uh, in case everyone uh, hasn't met or seen uh, Nicolina uh, previously, uh, she does a number of amazing and interesting things. Um, but one of the things being that she is a Twitch streamer. Um, and it's, uh, I had, a, I was watching some of the game. I don't play the game, so I don't actually understand what was going on ex entirely, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, you do stream, um, some live gaming, uh, things, uh, yeah. I, I think it's more than one kind of game, right? I pretty much do one game. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Which game is it? Hearthstone and, um, Hearthstone has kind of like sub genres or like little sub games, divided in it so right now i play battlegrounds which is quite different from like the main the oh, main okay. game but that was why like i used saw to you play the main close to somebody the whole time like like a one-off kind of thing right um but also you are the holder of your own uh rally creator coin the mm -hmm. moon coin yep um <clears throat> and um you know there's a lot of things that i'd love to chat about with you but here's what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give ken a chance to effort first get the first question <laughs> Okay. All right. So where, where to start? All right. So can you, Nicolina, so I, I watched your, um, I've been browsing through your, your videos, um, uh, on YouTube and, and on Twitch. And I'm, I think it was, it's just the way you come across and explain how to play, uh, Hearthstone Battleground and everything like that. I was like, Oh my God, that's, it was so captivating. Oh, thank you. How did you, how did you come across, um, decide to, to kind of really focus, to, to set up your stream around that? And, you know, there's other people that have kind of done other things uh, on Twitch and on YouTube in, in terms of streaming. But how did you get your start in terms of uh, uh, that type of content? And, like, what, what have you learned about it that other creators can take away from it? Um, just real quick, do you mean specifically, like, educational Content? Yeah, I think I think more well, just in just in uh, in general, like when you, I think, because I think when you're playing a game, like you you watch on Twitch, there's plenty of people that can play play a game, and you watch them run around and and either do strategy, shoot people, whatever. Uh, but you're you're doing taking it at a different level. You're not only showing education, like oh, here's how do you, how you do this, mm -hmm. how you play this game. You you're allowing people to watch you do it, which is what the fundamentals of Twitch is. But like how did you come across like this is what your audience really cares about? Hmm. Okay, so when I first started streaming, I did start with Hearthstone, but I definitely just did the uh, like go live, play the game, get a high rank type of thing and you know, interact with chat. And that was pretty much the limit. But um, I switched to Battlegrounds and it was a new game, well, a new mode within Hearthstone when it came out. And that's like immediately when I started playing it, like the day that it was released. And it took a while to learn the game, right? And so everybody was kind of learning together and all that. And once did it got you to a certain it right away, or mm -hmm. did you just play kind of first? No, I just 
jump right into stream it. Not, no clue what I was doing. Yes. I, I had played like some other similar games in the genre, like um, the the League of Legends Team Fight Tactics one is pretty similar, and there's a Dota one as well. And then Hearthstone kind of came out with their own version of that, basically. And so I, I learned it on stream, and that was fun. And I did that for a while. Then I was just playing, trying to get better at it. But after a certain point, I realized that I wanted to grow my YouTube channel more. And I started like looking around at, you know, other creators' videos and stuff. And I realized that there was a huge lack of tutorial type content. Like there's basically none. And um, there still isn't a lot. It's like mainly myself and another creator that make this kind of video. But um, I got so many people coming into my stream that had never seen the game and had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Just like you said, no idea how to play. And that really wanted more specific advice on different strategies. So I felt like that was some like a need that I could try to help fulfill. Yeah. Uh, um, you mentioned you're on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, how, like, are you, and you're a full-time creator, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Like, one of the things I think, you know, we, we, we want to have more creators like you on. And, and part of that, I think, is just giving an insight into, like, what a day in the life looks like, right? Um, <laughs> like, how, how much do you stream per week? Yeah. Um, what do you do when you're not streaming, right? Like, what, <laughs> what is all that other time? Sure. And I know there's some people who are, like, always on, but there's yeah. a lot of people who are, like, very scheduled. So yeah. what happens in the other time? Oh, man. Well, there's definitely a lot of different types of streamers, like you said. Um, personally, for me, I'm absolutely horrible at keeping a set schedule. Um, I think that streaming is really tied into personality and, you know, your mental health status, I guess, um, to phrase it that way. And what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And, you know, the reason I left my nine to five job was honestly partly because I just I'm not the type of person that works well under those conditions. Like you have to work now and this is exactly what you have to do. So I just don't feel very driven or happy unless I'm <laughs> feeling that way. And I think for streamers, it's extra important because you want your audience to see you happy and, you know, yeah. um, positive and outgoing. And mm -hmm. every day you can't be like that at 9 a.m. Like on the dot, at least I can't. Yeah. And I'm also a terrible actor, so um, <laughs> I can't, I'm not good at like It does feel pretending. like you can be highly performative for some right. people, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. my stream personality, I'd like to be really honest and, um, but I also don't like to be mad <laughs> and playing right. games can get pretty, pretty tilting sometimes um, mm -hmm. if there's, you know, randomness involved, like there is in Hearthstone, but so it varies by the month. Like I think the, most amount of hours I streamed in a month was like 300 hours. Um, 300. Yeah, <laughs> but that was a lot. And then I have months where I stream not even 100. Um, and that's something that I want to work on myself mm -hmm. because it just has to do with inconsistency and in like real life and my moods and what's going yeah. on. But mm -hmm. definitely something that I need to work on, um, trying to stick to more of a schedule. But uh, yeah, I guess when I'm not streaming, I mean, taking care of real life stuff, like, you know, um, whatever appointments or yeah. phone calls or, or other things. Um, I also play a lot of the game in my downtime too, because it's sort of a thing where if you don't play every day, you kind of get out mm -hmm. of the loop, mm -hmm. get out of practice. Gotcha. And then 
I feel like that sometimes, and sometimes you just want to try things out that you might not want to do on stream. So I play a lot. And then, you know, I also consume a lot of other content. I'm not streaming, yeah. hang out with my cats, read, that kind of thing. <laughs> and in your, um, do you work with brands as well or do you do merch? Like, how, like mm-hmm. what's your, I'm, I, I know you're multi-skew in, 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 in many ways, like in the way you generate your revenue. Can you tell us a little bit more but just about it? Like, what's that picture, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how did you, much like Ken's question, I guess, how did how do you discover the right thing for you before you know, like before you do it, right? Like, you know, I guess you, you develop a nose to some mm-hmm. degree. I think it's really hard and I, you know, still figuring that out probably like every day, every day, you know, what do I want to do? Uh, what do I want to do with my life and my stream and my content? It's, I am a person with a ton of ideas. So I'm definitely like the jack of all trades, master of none kind of person where I like always want to try something and, you know, I figure out if I like it that way. And if I do, I continue with it. If I don't, I'm also really obsessive. So when I pick something, I'll just kind of like go really hard on that thing. Um, Let's see. I think that about different uh, revenue streams, I guess was the question. I have merch. I have, um, I mean, I have Twitch and I mean, YouTube, but I don't really count that. Um, I have subscribers. I have, I used to have a, esports team but actually kind of just dissolved so i'm now now i'm a free agent uh, team wise but i do work with brands some of which i got connected with through my team and some of which reached out to me um i worked with public.com a couple months ago doing like a they do fractional investing yeah on app and that was super interesting i've worked with verizon i've worked with uber eats um some and other when you do cool that ones. work is it um integrated kind of into the content itself somehow, or is it just producing things separately? Uh, it, depends. Or some it depends on really what the brand wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they usually will give you uh, what they have a specific, very specific thing um, mm-hmm. every time that they want. And you get like a deliverables sheet with, you know, these are the points you need to hit and these are exactly what we want you to do. So it might be like, we want a Twitter post at this time of day. It has to include this hashtag or, whatnot um mm-hmm. like and when you play a sponsored game it's a certain amount of hours at a certain time a certain amount of shout outs and that kind of thing and do you say no like how do you how do you know it's a good fit for your audience you know like so like if public.com comes to you and you mm-hmm. know, how do you know like that's the right company for my fans yeah i do say no a lot <laughs> like because yeah. i there's a lot of emails i get that either i would turn down or some honestly i just don't respond to i get so many actually that I have this sort of weird test where if I don't respond and I don't know the company and I don't respond, if they don't send a follow-up email, then they're not legit. Interesting. <laughs> it's also, if they don't you include value, my name. You should hold it, right? Like I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, otherwise I can't, you know, like I don't know. Really, yeah. Yeah. But do- it's just a random like product or something. I almost mm-hmm. never do it because I don't like trying to push stuff like that on my community but if it's a game i think they'll be interested in like the last one i did was for clay the game studio they do don't starve if you've heard that game yeah uh-huh. they have a new game so i played that on stream because it's it's strategy involved so i felt like it aligned pretty well with hearthstone and what my viewers like i have and one the- last question actually mm-hmm. for you have you <laughs> ever gone to a brand because you like their product though right or you're like i would love mm-hmm. to work with you like is have you ever done that approach uh, as well 
I want to start doing that more for sure. Um, okay. Now that I feel that I have a lot to offer a brand, I think it's sort of scary as a creator because mm -hmm. number one, if you're in a more like the beginning stages of your, your, your content or your career, you don't want to approach them, you know, get turned down or ignored. And then maybe in the future, if you got bigger, that would be awkward. <laughs> but I think that like, for example, I really want to reach out to chair, chair companies because this chair <laughs> is super old and not comfortable <laughs> y'all out but, there we need, we need to get a chair sponsor yes <laughs> i on. do so bad i won this chair in like at like six years ago but um i did but i have it's not done even one purple so i mean what we, we i know it, right and i hate red it doesn't match anything i have <laughs> <laughs> it's so loud you could probably hear it but yeah, oh, I reached I out to one and it was Rogue Energy because they did a sponsor with my team. And after mm. the sponsor, I was like, hey, I really like um, your product and I would probably drink it every day anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice, um, nice. Yeah. So, in, so uh, Nicolina, so in terms of what you're talking about with getting um, inundated with uh, um, all these pitches from brands and, you know, whether it's Uber Eats or anything like that, mm -hmm. Are you doing, are you handling that all yourself? The reason why yeah. I'm asking is uh, last week, uh, Matt Zavella from FamePick, we were talking about how, you know, how some creators may need uh, like talent relations or talent management, like a CAA type of type of thing. Um, is that something that, um, and thank you very much for uh, highlighting Matt, that. Correct. question for you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that for that, that's an insider joke for people that weren't here last week. So we can get rid of that, but no, uh, Nicolina, the, um, Look, I can't get it off screen. Really? Really? <laughs> I've lost, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, apparently there's this whole thing about, um, how I would go off and, uh, I don't know why I'm, you know, shooting myself in the foot with this again, but you're saying uh, how, how much you can make being a boxer. Yes. So I was, I would go and have like GoPros on me and I would go box people. And then Greg suggested I box, uh, mountain the mountain the the guy who plays uh, yeah. uh yeah and you know i would that would be my we all my, said we my would content pay. Wow. we yeah. all said we would we would pay yeah to see see the oh man uh, yeah i'd watch <laughs> <laughs> great and this is where the show went downhill everybody yeah. thank you very much good night no uh, but, yeah but to but, ken's point i'd heard an interesting stat that like something like 90 percent of youtubers with more than a hundred thousand subs have representation mm -hmm. and um you know <clears throat> i think there is this interesting middle ground to ken's question i think right like where around like after you go past that hobby stage to sort of being full-time like it's your career we don't always have like um, like employees, but we have a team, right? Mm -hmm. We have like a, a lot of people around us that are helping. So yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you get scale, I guess, as a creator now, you know, like going full time, like what are your hacks or techniques for, for scaling yourself? Hmm. Um, well, as far as like any kind of management, like I don't have any, but um, I've been approached by a couple of different kinds of agencies or things like that, but I'm just kind of leery of them most of the time because I don't know what their motives are and I don't know how credible they are or reliable they are. So I also, it's sort of hard because a lot of times as a creator, especially when you're in the starting to mid stages, you don't, you don't make a lot of money, right? It's not like super lucrative when you first start out. Um, and even like mid-sized creators, it can be sort of tough, especially if you have other things like student loans and, um, you know, um, whatever bills you have. Yeah. So 
agencies typically want like 30%. And from my perspective, I was always just like, I'll take the extra, you know, 10 minutes uh, every couple of days or to field the emails myself. And it's not really worth giving someone else 30%. So I think that their fees are often just too high and they usually don't bring that much to you because I've had an agent for like short periods of time. And then I usually just like leave because they didn't really help me at all, to be honest. So, so, so in, in, in terms of like kind of really owning your, your space, right? I mean, and this is something that, um, I, I, I saw your, when you, when you tweeted out, uh, that you were going to be on the show, uh, that you want, we were talking about this kind of really owning your own economy. Right. And, and this kind of gets to the, to the heart of what something I'm interested in is what motivated you to create the moon coin and how are you kind of integrating that with everything that you're doing and what do you, what is your end goal? What do you hope to achieve with that, uh, with that, with that rally coin? Oh, and explain, I guess explain what it is too, just in case anyone out there doesn't know. <laughs> okay, so Rally is a platform where creators can mint their own uh, cryptocurrency token, and it's a, a personal token that's attached to you, and then your community can purchase that token. And Rally has different ways which they're still adding and working on different integrations and uses for that but um, they can redeem it for different perks or rewards or events or like products really. And pretty much the possibilities are kind of limitless there. But I was actually in the first initial 10 creators, um, Twitch streamers, we were all that rally approached to start the project. And it was because I had worked with them um, previously on a Twitch extension that was like a collectible streamer based card game where mm -hmm. viewers could like, you know, get the cards and then trade with each other below the stream. And um, yes, yeah, so they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, we have this product and uh, or this project that we're starting at the time. I didn't know anything about crypto pretty much. Like, of course I knew that it existed, but I didn't own any, I wasn't into it at all, but I was just like, I really liked rally from working with them before. So I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll be in, <laughs> you can count me in. And then at first, I honestly had no plans for it. And I didn't know what would happen with it. And I didn't know if it was going to be uh, how much of a thing it was going to be. But then, you know, it started getting bigger, more features were added to the platform. And it, my coin started just doing really well. And I was like, oh, wow, I should probably like provide some value here for this coin. <laughs> right. So I started racking my brain to try to think of things that I could do to make, uh, yeah, make the coin have value because I saw a lot of, that it had a lot of potential, I finally realized. And, um, okay, wait, did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> what, did you, what did you, what do you, how do you integrate that with okay. everything that you're doing? Right, okay, so there's always been things that my community wanted me to do that I was never like, I didn't have the time to, or I didn't see like where it would, benefit uh, the growth of the channel like certain things like holding tournaments and things like that that's a lot of effort <laughs> like yeah. not gonna not gonna lie gonna be upfront about it but the thing that's a lot of effort and time um by the way your coin is killing it it's nine dollars yeah I, yeah we're doing really well this look at the rewards too <laughs> if, if folks don't know how rally works let me just add a little note here for, for nicolina because she's doing amazingly well actually um so her coin is a, it's about nine dollars and twenty eight cents. Um, that's like the U.S. kind of price to buy one. But more importantly, is the way Rally works is actually there's a, the community gets a distribution every week on all this activity and trading, 
And because Nicolini is actually creating these good incentives and people are actually buying these coins and using them, um, you see this little number over here, this 26.6K, that's what's going to get distributed out mm -hmm. to the members that hold these coins yep. every this, uh, this week, basically. It's like $15,000 being distributed to these, to these folks. Yeah, um, every Saturday. So it should probably be over 15000 by the time we get to Saturday because it accrues hourly. And the amount that you receive is based on the percentage of the coin that you hold. So people that hold more of the coin are going to get more rally. But um, we're doing so well because uh, I actually have a Discord now that I kind of recently created. I already had my own like Discord for my stream, and, and it had like 850 members in it. And so for that reason, I was like, well, I don't know if I should make a whole new one. But then I figured if I'm going to put a lot more time and um, effort into the coin, which I am and have been doing and plan to continue to do, I didn't want to bog down the people that might not be interested. So we made our own and it has like different roles for different amounts of coin that people hold, different channels they can access based on the amount that they're holding. And what I did was, uh, this worked really well, as you can see by the rewards. We reminded everybody right after the rewards were, rewards were distributed to log into Rally and convert those rewards back into Mooncoin and that would keep the coin, you know, on an upward trajectory oh, and keep us on the reward cycle. Are people do it. And then people are doing it. Yeah. So we ah. had so many people convert that probably hadn't even logged in before, <laughs> maybe again. But I think it, people just the simple reminder was super impactful, and really, yeah. really helped. So, but and, I know. Can you explain oh. really quickly, Nicolina, um, how mm -hmm. these work? Like, so I, I bought this, um, how you're yeah. using the tiers <laughs> yeah. and your campaigns. Um, yeah, so I think this is, it hasn't been used too much. Also, you can also, um, in my discord, just use a discord command to do it. So I've had oh, a lot nice. of people just do it through discord. So it's a little bit easier than going onto the site. You can just, it's like a exclamation point coin donate. And then you put like five, if you want to donate a sub or buy yourself a mm. sub or buy one for someone else on Twitch. And they do that while I'm live or not live. I've had both. And, um, Ooh, what happened there? Uh, <laughs> oh, someone sold 260. <laughs> you, as but that's you the thing that happens. Don't ever look at the charts. It'll get <laughs> <laughs> no, it's also related to rally too, right? So yeah, uh -huh. it's each chart goes up and down, not really related to the coin. But um, I figured that it might happen that some people might see that the coin is on like an upward path. And mm -hmm. if they've been holding onto it for a while, might get There's rid of it. Kind of anticipated that. Yeah. 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 But it'll, it's okay. Yeah, these it are, should look, look, look at your overall. fans. Get, get, yeah, that's a huge one. Back in. Yes, exactly. So that is awesome. But now also that we're on the rewards, it could be sometimes random people coming in as well. Yeah. And we'll have to see how that works out because when that happens, they end up just selling it. Um, but I think that uh, we have enough of a buffer zone this time um, that we will not be hurt too much by random yeah. people trying to influence it, which did happen to me um, you know, in the past mm. before I didn't really understand it. Uh, so I had like a sort of a hiccup during the growth of it where some people just dumped massive amounts of it that were like speculating. Early on in all coins, guys, mine, mine had done that also. Mm -hmm. uh, it gotten up to about 10 bucks. And yeah. then it was just all these day traders just came yeah. in and were like, yeah mine was like 16 dollars. <laughs> yeah it took me uh, almost two months to get back to earning same yeah. it, maybe even longer because yeah. yeah, you have to wait for it to the balance equal out yeah. in the butt. Mm -hmm. but anyway um yeah so then 
since it's not directly integrated to Twitch, you can't actually like really buy a Twitch subscription right through Rally. So then I just go in and gift the sub to them on Twitch when I see the redemption. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and um, just to switch um, sort of uh, channels or modes of it here a bit, I'm curious, you know, we cover a lot of like, uh, you know, we cover a lot of news in the creator economy and we cover a lot of tools in the creator economy. I guess we're, we're always curious, like you as a creator hearing all of these startups and all these companies, you know, putting together tools and solutions, et cetera. Like one, how does it feel, I guess, as a creator, it feels like, you know, how do you feel about all this activity kind of around your industry? And are mm -hmm. there any tools or services that kind of stand out to you or areas maybe that you think people should be focusing on because you need help more help in? Hmm. Well, I was listening to the articles that you guys were talking about at the beginning of the stream. And I feel, I feel a couple different ways about it, I guess. Number one, I'm not very, I'm not following that kind of thing very closely. Mm -hmm. Not really at all, to be honest, because what it feels like to me sometimes is that companies really want, they want to ride a wave, right? And they didn't create the wave and they don't really want to do anything. I think you mentioned, one of you guys mentioned that those, a lot of this money probably isn't going to actual creators. Um, it's going to people creating tools for creators, which like, yeah, that's cool, but a lot of the investment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's cool and all, but we have already like a lot of tools. And I think that there's a lot of these things are probably just not going to end up doing anything or being useful or replacing any tools that we already have as creators. And it just makes me hesitant to put too much into like any really new thing. I mean, I, I'm with Rally, but that's just like a super new field, right? It's mm -hmm. not like, oh, another video editing platform. I don't think anybody needs that kind of thing right. <laughs> or another video sharing platform. I honestly really want to have less platform. There's too many. Like, I don't <laughs> want to make a TikTok and a, a YouTube and a Instagram and a Twitter and a Twitch. Those are, I already have those five things, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to add a sixth platform like ever. <laughs> it's already <laughs> so much work. What you know would, what, what I mean? What yeah, would be the, the big, what would be a differentiator, right? You're talking about like, I think um, for someone who who's on social media, it's like, it's like, oh, why do I need to do TikTok and Instagram and, and Twitter? And that? like, I, it's like, I just, I want to stick with mine and be done with it. Right. It's been, mm -hmm. or why, you know, I, I'm a photographer. So why do I have to post on to Flickr? Why do I have to post on Instagram? Right. I'd have to post on all these other things. But you, when you look at it, it's like, what is for, as a creator, Nicolino, what, would a differentiator be for you? Uh, like to join a new platform? To join a new platform. I mean, I would imagine it would be whatever cut they you might get from it, uh, or they that they might take from it, right? Um, for example, it, that that wouldn't be. So you're saying like nope. if if a streaming platform came in and said we will give we're only taking twenty percent versus I believe what Twitch is what thirty fifty. 50% like that wouldn't that would not be a, a, nope. that big a key differentiator it wouldn't I wouldn't care about that at all because I actually I mean I have a different contract with Twitch it's probably different for someone but they're not taking 50% from me right. um, so I guess that that's not a, a factor um, because at this point for me, when I'm like a mid-sized creator, I guess, it's really more about potential audience growth. So I don't think I would go to any new platform unless there was real and clear potential for them to bring more like of an audience mm -hmm. to me. The only thing I want is to expand my community 
And um, yeah, that's really the only thing I'm interested in. And most of the time, new platforms just don't have don't have that. They don't have a built-in audience already there. And you're supposed to bring your viewers to them. That's so beneficial for them. And it doesn't really do anything for you, to be honest. So so the the these creator funds, so like what we're talking about earlier, like Facebook investing a billion dollars, or well, I'm sorry, not investing. Well, they say they'll pay out a billion dollars uh, to creators to, to use their platform, to use their product. That wouldn't be necessarily an incentive for you that as you as you pointed out, that's more of incentive for you to bring your audience to them. Yeah. They, and I think they already did this like what one or two years ago. <laughs> gaming I actually, too, right? Uh, yeah. For gaming in particular, they, gaming, they tried yeah. this. Yeah. I got yeah. offered a contract with Facebook and I did not take it, even though it was more than I was making off Twitch. However, it just such a steep decline in viewership. You're basically like canceling your growth if you take that contract. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a bad decision for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, especially because their platform is from all accounts not you know, very yeah. well developed. Yeah. So I think yeah. it'd be a mistake for every creator, any creator to move over to Facebook, you know, if, unless you're getting millions of dollars. Okay. I, then you can, <laughs> you have a different uh, consideration there, but yeah. for the amount no, that they're going to um, offer most people, I, it's not. Well, I guess like, you know, Mixer was this interesting experiment where they, I, you know, same thing. It was just more throwing money at the problem, but mm -hmm. they didn't necessarily have the audience. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, exactly. The, they're paying the creators to take a hit basically. Right. And you have to decide if your content creation is a short-term thing and then maybe you want to take this contract and then stop. Yeah. But um, other than that, I don't. So, so good. where do you need help? Like where, where could someone be building tools or solutions to help you be more successful? It's really tough. It's really hard. Right. Um, Cause Twitch, I think really just has everything that, I would want at the moment. I think that that's a hard question. I really don't know. I think a, a lot of the focus is too much on like, oh, get brand sponsorships or get uh, this team or whatever. But that's not the important part. Like your audience is the important part. The quality of your content is the important part. And the, you have to be doing something different. Um, that's also the important part. You can't just, I think anymore on Twitch, just start playing a game without being like top one, top two in the game. If you're not that, then you have to have something else that you're bringing to the table for people because there are so many options and so many people with really established um, bases. But that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, grow because there's so many people and people don't just follow one creator. But um, I think what what could they bring? Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you'll you'll think of things. You know, I I I'm just hearing you. My 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 guess exposure tends to be just things to help you scale as a person, right? Yeah. Like like uh, take away some of the you know mundane tasks, take mm -hmm. away, um, you know, if make it, it came... easier for you to do to be successful in the tasks you do have to do. You know, not yeah. in the game or not in the stream part, but just like. You know, I guess, you know, we're all becoming businesses to some degree and there's just a lot of pieces, hmm. you know, in I, that process. Right. Which I personally don't want to have to do either. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think that if uh, Facebook wanted me to come on and I think and if they said like, hey, we'll put you on like the front page of Facebook and, you know, millions of people will see you, then I would be like, yeah, that sounds good. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that would be valuable. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So but is, but with that. But is that necessarily um, that wouldn't obviously be, uh, even that would be just more like 
bribery to a certain degree, right? I mean, it's like, oh, what, what, it's a, and I and I use that in, in this case. In the, when I used it earlier, I meant it as more like snark, but this time it's more. It, it, I don't mean it as 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 negative, but it's like, you know, we're Nicolino. Yeah, we'll put you on uh, at the top of everyone's news feed. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not a permanent thing, you know, and then right. that's going to be like, oh, it's going to be like a three months. We'll put you on there yeah. and you'll amass, you know, you'll see your numbers rise. But then there's nothing to prevent Facebook, sure. from, you know, saying, OK, you know what? Boom. Like, yeah, well, you know, I think you're at on that your point, own. I think at that point, then it's up to it would be up to me or any mm -hmm. creator to convert those new um, audience members into followers on YouTube or followers on yeah. TikTok or yeah. wherever else so that they would be able to continue to be a part of the community or join discord. Yeah. So I think that, you know, if I'm not able to do that, then it's like on me at that yeah, point. Sure. How do you, how do you uh, um, see, you know, obviously you have a, you have a, a huge channel on, on YouTube. You have a huge mm -hmm. channel on, on Twitch. Well, I mean, compared to, compared to me. Okay. Let's just, <laughs> I mean, you, you should have, struggle with, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, 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 you have, hey, we have 25 subscribers. What are you talking about? <laughs> YouTube is hard. It's really yeah. hard to get the but algorithm to notice you. How mm -hmm. do you, how do you view uh, producing content for, for both? I mean, obviously for Twitch, it's like when you're, when you're playing a game, you're, you're live streaming, you know, obviously that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you're, when you see the your your whole ecosystem of uh, of your your online presence, how do you see yourself dividing up what what content goes where? Like, if you're on Facebook, say, oh, subscribe to me on YouTube, or subscribe to me on Twitch, or you just blast them and say, subscribe to me. Here's where you follow me on on the internet. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not on Facebook at all, but um, or or anywhere else on social media. When like, I'm on. Hmm. Yeah, I guess like I just do it in a way that I don't j just say like a general call out like, hey, randomly just follow me. It's, if I post a piece of content that I worked on for a long time on YouTube, on Twitter, I'll be like, hey, watch this video. It's I'm talking about this specific topic and it might be interesting to you. And if you like it, subscribe. Um, and, and your production model is usually Twitch first and then derivatives Kind of um, other places or do you make things specially for youtube i'm first? i think the best way to grow on youtube is native content the content made ex just for youtube because it's just such a different platform right. it's more short form and then twitch is really you know long form content and more just hanging out chilling type of thing mm -hmm. and it's harder unless you're huge on twitch right then you can easily like sh toss your followers over but mm -hmm. for me i've had I've struggled whenever I post like just gameplay from Twitch, it just never does nearly yeah. <laughs> that well. But yeah. so I do a combination of both because making a YouTube video takes me so much time. It takes me like two days at least of like doing nothing else pretty much. I've well, spent, I've spent over 10 hours on some of my videos. <laughs> I probably more. I think I'm just lowering it to not seem ridiculous. <laughs> I probably spent like 16 hours on some videos. Um, but yeah, and then uh, those do so much better, but I just can't do that every day or even every week. So maybe that's one of the opportunities for someone to figure out how to help you. <laughs> yeah, so much work goes into it. I mean, you have to have the idea, you have to script mm -hmm. it, you have to do research. If it's instructional, you have to film it, you have to edit it, and yeah. everything. It takes a long time mm -hmm. for sure. And I, it's, I'm hard pressed to see how someone could help me with any of that, really. Mm. You yeah, know? I get that. It's, I get that. Mm. Yeah, it's um, well, it's it's a creative process, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's part of why you're a creator is that you want yeah. to create. And so, the idea of outsourcing it, I I, I certainly understand, yeah. is is not um, 
is not an yeah. optimal experience, I would imagine, right? Yeah, um, and uh, I've had, I do have someone that edits my gameplay videos, you know, just chops them up and puts them on YouTube. So I do have that, which is really nice. But any of the really time and effort intensive videos, I just, ed I edit them myself yeah. because I find that when someone else does it, they just want to get it done as quickly as possible. And they just don't right. put nearly the amount of time because yeah. they're not invested in it right. and it doesn't sure. come out well. And then I'm like, oh. yeah. um, well, we're, we're just about up on time and we appreciate okay. you taking time out of your day to be with us. Thank you for um, having me. Before we go, I guess, like, what's next for your channel, though? Or where are you going next? And any yeah. any interesting plans you want to Actually, share with yeah. us or promote or to let our, our folks do. know about? Um, this is still in the works, but I want Mooncoin to have a value um, for people beyond just Hearthstone because, obviously, that um, that use is pretty limited. So I'm working on a couple different things. You were talking about, like, classes and seminars and things like that. I really want to kind of make my own series um, of lectures or whether general and personalized, probably one-on-one -on -one, um, critiques and, like, help sessions for creators that want to grow. And I'm also working on a... I'm working on producing my own music and also gathering other musicians that want to make their music available for create other creators to use um, outside of DMCA stuff mm -hmm. that um, I'm going to tie in with Mooncoin, whether or not that's like a one-time access fee or a monthly mm -hmm. thing or a holder benefit. I'm not sure yet, but I'm working on that project and I'm super excited about that because I always loved music and it's, yeah. I think it's going to be really fun. You can make a... I forgot to ask if there are any questions, by the way. I know we have some folks in Clubhouse listening. Um, if you have a question for Nicolino, feel free to raise your hand or shoot me a DM um, so we can try to answer it or see if we can get an answer. Um, and feel free to join my Mooncoin Discord if you want. Absolutely. Oh, oh uh, do you want to send us the uh, URL yeah, in your um, private chat there and uh, we'll, we'll throw mm -hmm. it up for you? Yeah, I find joining Discords to be uh, one of the most complicated tasks in the world. It kind of is. <laughs> no. <laughs> see i think i have about a million invites that are just active because <laughs> so i end up making a new one every time oh interesting okay gotcha uh, <clears throat> okay i think this will work so this should be an infinite no expiration link i don't have a custom url for this discord yet because we're not it's not that large but right. <laughs> oh good can you do it yep but we Great. do have oh. about, I, I was just going to say, 156 members and 150 Mooncoin holders in it right now. Oh, man, so, that's amazing. Yeah, it's growing really well. It's doing nice. Wow. Happy about it. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, we are going to flash that URL um, out. And actually, Ken, we can send it out in the comments as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Please so do. yeah, Ken's just added a, a note on screen if you're watching. And uh, if you're checking Sorry, that URL is ugly. Oh, no it's worries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. Everything else will shorten it to something else uglier. So yeah, very, very true. Very true. Um, but thank you. So Nicolina, we, we do appreciate it. Congrats on the coin. Amazing. I really thank love you. like seeing um, and talking to someone who's got a, a vibrant community who's actually like deeply engaged. Um, we'd, we'd love to get you to, um, I don't know if you have time, but uh, we are about to jump into our after show. It'll be on Zealous, which is actually my startup, which oh, is cool. helping creators monetize their live streams. Um, if you want to check it out, but um, mm -hmm. I do. always welcome to join us, um, okay. but we will be moving um, over. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. And we'll see you in after, uh, after dark in just a few minutes then. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like a terrible person. Um, what do we, well, I need the deck here, don't I, Ken? Um, 
Why is it doing that? There I don't go. know. You want me front and center, I guess. That's the both of us. There we go. So yeah, uh, we are about to head over to the after show. Um, if you're interested in joining us, you can join us at created.show slash live. That is the official after show. So it's an opportunity for you to come on stage. Uh, if you want to find out why Ken should become a boxer, it's a great place to uh, go as well. Uh, but yeah, it's an interactive experience. Everyone can join us on video, just like you might on Clubhouse. Uh, and feel free to come and we'll, we'll talk about the topics from today's show. And we'll give you a chance to sort of experience, uh, you know, uh, my new software as well. Uh, before we do close up here, though, uh, Ken, can you share that link out as well? Or I think you did already. Um, uh, one last thing, just, oh, I'm, I'm cooking on the wrong window all the time. Uh, just upcoming next week, we do have Fernando Parnas uh, from Superfans, uh, July 21st. We're waiting a long time to have Fernando on. Uh, the week after, July 28th, we have Steven and Antonio coming from the Black Creator Crew. We'll be off on, on August 4th. And then we have Jim Lauterbach on August 11th, uh, here to talk about VidCon, one of the best conferences for creators out there. Uh, August 18th, we have our friend and creator James Hicks joining us as well from Hicks New Media. And I did just confirm our 25th, but I will add that in for next. But if you do want to be our guest, head over to createdeconomy.com. There's a link there to apply to be a guest of the show, and we'd love to see you soon. So thank you all. Make sure you head over to created.show slash live. That'll give you an opportunity to join in uh, for Created After Dark. And we look forward to seeing you here this week, and we will see you next week as well. Thank you so much. Have a great one, Ken. Anything else before we go? Nope, that's it. Thanks very much. Thank you, Nicolina, for joining us. And we will see you in the after show. All righty. Bye, everybody. We'll see you see over ya. there.